Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the first time, I guess, for uh, Patreon. Uh, this is the Agents of Maze podcast. Today, it's me, Drew, Elisa, and Luke, and we are going to talk about bum bum Black Widow. It's finally here. What, two years late? It doesn't matter. We finally got to see it in all of its late and sort of pointless glory. So, uh, I guess you kind of get where my thoughts on this are, uh, but for the two of you, what, what are your kind of first impressions after watching this movie? Uh, it's four years late. (laughs) Time just doesn't matter with this one anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Very positive overall impression. I just wish that we had gotten it as an actual like bridge between Civil War and Endgame, or Infinity War rather. Yeah, I think I think in the end, with the from what I see with the the fan base, it's like one of these films like should have came out a lot earlier. Um, overall, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm fine with it. <clears throat> I didn't have any major issues. Um, it's it probably nitpicky things, but in in regards with <clears throat> just first impressions, like leaving the movie theater watching it, I enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad that you two seem to have a more positive <laughs> outlook on this, because I was <laughs> disappointed. Um, I just feel like for it being so late and not really having anything to do with anything. It just seemed like either some sort of like money grab situation or like, you know, that scene in Endgame when all of the like Marvel females come together and do their thing. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, 
woman power, like kicking butt, but also <laughs> that scene drags on a little bit too long. And at some point you're just like, well, I kind of wish they would have done like a, here's a scene with Shuri doing something cool, knocking people out. Here's a scene with Pepper doing stuff. Instead, they were just like, yeah, here they all are. And there you go, ladies. We gave you what you wanted. We gave you a scene with all the ladies. There you go. And Shut that's up, what girl. This, <laughs> that's what this movie seemed like. The entire movie seemed like that. It was just in your face, like, look, here's girls, and they're doing everything. Here's girls fighting girls. Here's other girls fighting other girls. Here's all the girls. Look at the girls. Women power. And then in the end, the movie didn't mean anything. It didn't have any... It didn't... They have no purpose. It was just like, what's that Star Wars movie? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue, yes, Rogue One. Pointless, <laughs> completely pointless. A story oh, nobody needed. But Rogue One was really good. I like Rogue One. No, <laughs> the the second that movie starts, all you can think is, well, all these people are gonna die. So, so. What, what's the point? There's no point. I need a point. <laughs> this movie had no point. It, none of none of what we saw in this movie will ever come up again, except for the the end credit scene. And that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> Let's hear some positive views. I, guess. I don't know. Like I didn't. I, I get your viewpoint there. I didn't view it in that way. I there. There's like one. I don't. I can see that, you know, they, they kind of want to go after that route. There's, there was clearly one like in your face, like butt shot scene, like early on that they like lingered. And I'm just like, yeah, we get it. Okay. You're trying to like, this is to appease the guys, I guess, if you're wanting to like think in that aspect of it. But, uh, I don't know. Like it's hard to say going, so the, the problem I had with this is like, it took a long time to get it out here. The trailer was like played everywhere. They showed this trailer for like every movie all the time. And it gets to that point, that fine line of like, is the trailer going to show like all the best scenes? You know, mm -hmm. if you see the trailer so much and then you get in the movie and then it's like, oh man, all of the best scenes are in the trailer. So you feel like you've kind of seen everything. That was my biggest fear. Um, cause this is one I almost wanted to go in completely blind, but it was kind of near impossible cause they wanted to promote it like crazy. But, uh, I don't know. Like it's just, it's one of those things like this is a character I liked. You kind of know like what happens to her. It's just, this is one of those, you know, what happens before that when, when they're out hot, when they're kind of like when the Avengers break up and they're going and doing their things like what, what's going on and kind of getting more of a, a, a backstory for for black widow was was really fascinating i think a little bit more could have been done there um when you see like all the widows kind of doing their thing that was kind of cool it would have been cool to see more of that from her and her sisters growing up um but i don't know like i just thought it was like like a lot of the action scenes some of the tech was cool um seeing this new villain taskmaster was was interesting i didn't know anything about this this villain so seeing what they did was very interesting it's one of these like will this villain come back could this villain get their own movie their own show uh that i think that was overall the biggest disappointment that's where i think most of the fans 
they're really going to just dog on this movie. It was that we did not get to see like the true potential of, of this villain and what this villain is able to do. Cause it basically is able to mimic everything. It knows all your moves and it's going to be able to know what move you're about to make and make it like a true fighting component. And so like seeing like it almost had this captain America esque feel to it with the shield and, mm-hmm. and some of that. Um, so well, I, there, I agree because I think that that was one of the, the bigger points of the movie that disappointed me was mm-hmm. that like you said in the trailer, they literally showed all of the best Taskmaster moments in the yeah. trailer. So we saw nothing new. The only thing in the whole movie that I liked about Taskmaster was at the very the very first time that he like attacks mm-hmm. Natasha. He does the flip and he or she scrapes her sword through the fire. And yeah. in the comics, Taskmaster has a flame sword and a shield. So it was uh. like, oh cool. There's like a <laughs> taskmaster thing but then the more times we saw taskmaster the more it was just like why isn't taskmaster speaking like Mm -hmm. taskmaster talks it's not a mute character and then it was like oh the big reveal was that it's his daughter and i was like that's not i mean far be it for me to like say don't gender bend characters like go for it i think that's Mm -hmm. awesome but it felt so forced Mm -hmm. that it kind of detracted from the fact that taskmaster is like a major villain yeah. in the comics because now it's like well what's next Who, like are, are we ever going to see taskmaster again or was that it who's behind the mask in the comics um i don't know it's one thing i never i forgot to do was was dive into to that character more um but i know that he's like a big villain for uh spider-man tony masters that's who it is Mm. um and like like i said like i think it's fine gender bending characters but it has to have a purpose or it has to serve some there has to be a reason and this seemed like the only reason was to be like ooh twist i felt like it made sense for uh, for the story about Natasha and for this moment in her life where she's lost uh, her second family, the Avengers, for her to be like literally confronting the demons of her past. So mm. that was how I read that character. But I will say that, you know, watching this movie, we don't get a sense of this villain having a personality or anything like that. Um, and so that was like, I walked into this not knowing anything about Taskmaster. Um, from what I understand from other people posting about it is that uh in the comics taskmaster is really really interesting and fun and charismatic and all these things and so like my hope is again i understood why she was like this in this movie and that it was this person that natasha was having to fight um and that was all compelling and everything and we'll talk about that later um but if they choose to continue using this taskmaster maybe allowing her some of uh those traits like if if they gave taskmaster a spinoff show or another movie or something like that that was more focused on her or maybe i don't know lost my train of thought (laughs) well you (laughs) know but i I get what you're saying like they they need to make her more interesting because literally this whole movie it's like she may as well have been a robot Mm -hmm. like they were just like ah she can copy you 
And then it was like, oh, she's mind controlled. And oh, you saved her from the mind control, but she was still kind of angry. And then she just went away. And it was like, well, but like you said, like in the comics, he's always like pulling some crazy scheme to get the Avengers to like do something so that then he can figure out how like he can watch them do it. So then he knows how they can do stuff. So like that's how he like constantly is taking in all this information so that he can copy their moves. And it's like, that's That's a cool villain. And this was just like, here you go. Look, she did the Black Panther thing. God, look, she can throw a shield. Look, she did the Bucky knife drop thing. I was like, "Ah, neat. That's it. Like, (laughs) it's just a mute robot that's attacking them all the time. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a missed opportunity for a, a, a cooler villain. But I feel like that's what this whole movie was. It just felt like a missed opportunity to do something cooler. Like, here we, here's a movie about strong females. And the two, the two takeaways that I had at the end of the movie were they needed a guy to be the muscle and pain makes you stronger. Both of those seem like terrible things to teach young girls. Like, what, what like... I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand who this movie was for. Was it for just nobody? <laughs> or was it for like Marvel female fans? Or like, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand what they thought they were doing with this movie other than setting us up for the Hawkeye TV show. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the MCU. I mean, the shows have stuff to do with the MCU, but like they're their own things. Yeah. It's not like we're setting up a new movie or anything like that. So was this, I don't know. This was, was this in post when the pandemic started? Was this already done filming? It was about to open. Like it was literally yeah. like two. So it was already done. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's harsh. It is. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I would love to see behind the scenes on this film to see like if there were other ideas that were kind of halted, like who on the team. Because I know, uh, I believe Scarlett Johansson had a lot to do with everything on this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She, um, I think we mentioned last week or maybe the week before that she's a producer on mm-hmm. uh, on the film. And also, apparently, they had offered the movie to this director. I'll have to look her name up in a minute. And she turned it down because she said she didn't think she was qualified. She had directed a few like small independent movies. And so she wasn't feeling like she could take on a huge uh, project, like an MCU movie until Scarlett Johansson personally reached out to her and said she really wanted her to come and direct it. So Hmm. it sounds like she really did have a whole lot of say and having, uh, like you guys were saying, like it's a movie about girls, but it's also girls behind the camera. So that part is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I don't want to like knock the filmmakers <laughs> and the writers. Like I, I think that visually, it was a good movie. There were a lot of like interesting ways that they shot stuff. What about the? Let's talk about the uh, the mutant cameo, which is Ursa Major. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets his arm broken and then oh, no. left. <laughs> yeah. Just gets left there. 
Uh, I thought that was a fun scene. I was excited because here we go again, like a little tease of some mutant stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, when are we going to get it? When are we going to get like our first mutant being a mutant in the MCU? Instead of just like, hey, here's a mutant, but we're not going to call them a mutant. But yeah, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) They have no connection to Magneto. Don't worry about that. It's also this same scene has a tease about Captain America because uh, Alexi is like adamant that he fought Captain America in like 1983 or 1984. And the other dude's like, he was frozen. How did you fight him? But then he even asked Natasha, like, how's Captain? Did you say anything about me? So he at least believes he fought Captain America in 1983 (laughs) or 84. Or maybe there'll be a reveal down the road that they did continue the program and it was another guy and they just didn't use him for propaganda so nobody else knew or anything like that so possibly setting up something in the future i think it would be alexi's lying (laughs) i I think it would be cool for them to to use that as a way to bring in the like multiple captain america Mm -hmm. thought process um i know that it was it was a uh, a nod to avengers number 44 um which Captain America does fight um, Alexi, but it was just a one-time thing. He wasn't like a a recurring villain or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but along those lines, I did like the number of references we get to the Soviet heroes slash villains slash whatever you want to call them from the uh, Marvel comics. We get a Crimson Dynamo reference. Uh, like we talked about, we get Ursa, the Great Bear, who is another Soviet uh, mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that that was just cool that like, oh, here we're getting all the like the Soviet heroes from the comics, whether they're good or bad. Um, the only one that I was kind of like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if we got another X-Men reference? Uh, and they threw in Omega, but I don't know. That didn't happen, so One whatever. thing I want to do um, whenever this is like officially available on Disney Plus is uh, go back to that scene, to the to the prison scene, and really like look at all of the tattoos that he has or the tattoo that he was getting. Um, oh, yeah. Because I can't really remember like what he was getting tattooed on him. I know he or, had Carl marks on his fingers, on his knuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go back and, and look at all the tattoos to see what other clues could be there. He had the girls' names in Russian on his arm. I, I, I did. I feel like that would be like the perfect place to hide stuff. Like, you know, their names in Russian, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And the Karl Marx, I just thought that was like funny. Like, oh, God, like, all right, we get it. He's Russian. Um <laughs> But yeah, he did. Ha- I mean, he had like his entire chest was tattooed. Like, surely there's yeah something that someone's gonna find in the next couple mm-hmm. weeks and be like, oh my god, look, this was there. Look, there's Charles Xavier's face. And be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of characters that get introduced, um, we get to meet Mason. <laughs> yeah, that whole like thing that that was kind of in the back of my mind is like, okay, who is this guy? And then. 
at the end, I'm just like, you know, he's someone I would probably expect they're going to bring back in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the Disney Plus shows. Probably in the Disney Plus shows. <laughs> probably in Hawkeye. What? what? <laughs> he's going to be working for the power broker. Calling I mean, they get things. Never, maybe. He gets things. <laughs> and this movie is a plot device, though. Bless his heart. <laughs> we don't have time to establish how they steal a helicopter. You just bring them one. Yeah, just get them a helicopter. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time to call any of the Avengers, and we don't have time to get a helicopter. <laughs> uh, there were some cool scenes in the movie that were like, uh, I don't know, higher level Easter eggs, if you will. Um, I don't know if either of you are James Bond fans, but in when she's hiding out, she's watching Moonraker, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a nod to what happens in this movie, because in Moonraker, the whole thing is that he's trying to hide this space station mm-hmm. from radar, and that's kind of how this movie ends, where the guy's yeah. been hiding this giant city in the clouds Mm -hmm. for all these years and i was like oh that's okay all right good i like that that was clever um we also get another nod to the budapest budapest uh situation with hawkeye uh when they're in Mm -hmm. her apartment and she points at the arrow holes on the wall and i was like is that is that gonna be like a nick fury's eye thing Mm -hmm. like we're going to mention it a billion times, but we're never actually going to show you what happened in Budapest. Or do you think that that's going to, is maybe that's what the Hawkeye show is. Could be. Well, we, we got yet. like a minute of what happened in Budapest in this, the important minute. And then <laughs> she's like, then we hid in an air vent for 10 days. <laughs> right. That was Budapest. <laughs> or the important part of Budapest. <laughs> Also, uh, something that they, like, again, I saw and it brought it to my attention was that they mentioned Dreykov's daughter a lot in other movies before this, but I think the first mention was in Avengers. Whenever Loki's trying to intimidate Natasha, uh, he mentions how red her ledger is and specifies, you know, what you did to Dreykov's daughter. And first of all, Loki does his research. That's nice. And also, I wonder if they if they knew then that that was a direction that they were going to be going in a later movie, or if it was just something that they were planting, be like, maybe we'll develop this into something later. I don't even, I don't know if that's something that is specific to the comics, or what. I could see it, I don't know, I mean, what, what the connection is in the comics with Black Widow, uh, and Dreykov's daughter, and the Red Room, and stuff like that. Um, I do think it's interesting because I had this in my notes too. I was like, oh my God, we just finished the Loki series and now like a major moment with Loki comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I picture is they probably had the idea for this movie or at least the whole, the basic plot of it ready to go earlier Mm-hmm. And then put it off and put it off and put it off. And then we're like, oh, my God, we're how are we going to where are we going to fit this in now that it makes canonical sense? Oh, OK, in that it'll happen when the Avengers are split up and Civil War. So 
you know, just based on how they've done everything else in the MCU, I would not be at all surprised if that was like a a pointed quote for Loki to say that. And then they knew that like, oh, we're going to explain this later. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure doesn't doesn't he even say. I, I don't know his direct quote, but I'm pretty sure doesn't Loki say that your ledger's gushing. Yeah, which and, Alexei also says in this, but yeah. he says it so proudly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alexei is way more excited that their ledgers are gushing. But I was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder if that was... Again, I don't remember the direct quote, but if he did say that, like, oh, now we're seeing the opposite end of that. Like, oh, here's Loki using it as, like, a weapon, mm -hmm. trying to make her feel bad about it. And here's Alexei like, oh, good job. You killed a bunch of people. I'm so proud. <laughs> You girls are great. <laughs> um, this movie felt to me like it was like it was uh, setting up a future for Yelena to be Black Widow. Um, it does its absolute darndest to make her so likable. I mean, it, it succeeds. Like, she's great. She was probably my favorite part of this movie. And casting Florence Pugh right before she got you know, incredibly famous and nominated for Oscars every single year was a smart move on their part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Elena was, was my favorite part of the film for real. Uh, the whole like joking aspect, like kind of making even like just being able to like make fun of like a character, a movie and like own <laughs> all, up to that stuff, I think is brilliant. And like, that was, that was my favorite part. Just seeing her in the end, like trying to do the same poses and <laughs> like just, kind of like no no you're such a poser <laughs> like i'm not gonna do that yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of like where i'm curious is you know we can jump we can go ahead and just jump to the to the bonus credit scene like um you know she she we get to see her visiting the grave and then she's visited by julia lewis drivers ah Boom. Contessa like, Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. I'm so glad you memorized <laughs> I need to memorize that. Uh, so, yeah. So now it's like, ooh, this is interesting. So, like, what route is this character going to go? Like, you could, I agree. I could definitely see, like, is this going to be a new Black Widow? Is this going to be a villain type character? I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like they're, they're, making their own version like a non-comic version of dark avengers mm. uh, and i think that maybe that's where this is leading because now they have they have a captain america they yeah. have a black widow mm -hmm. i'm assuming in the next couple of disney plus shows they're going to get maybe i don't know maybe she pulls in loki to mm -hmm. have like a here's our as guardian god and then they're gonna pull in drax or something like i, I don't know like i i could yeah, see yeah. i could see this easily turning into a dark avengers type deal and we don't really know what's happening with um the new deadpool movie mm -hmm. and all like all i keep seeing about it is like oh it's about to like change up everything it's about to mix up the mcu because now it's owned by disney so it's going to be canon mm -hmm. 
and we've already seen his gray suit, so we could see an X-Force deal, but I kind of feel like they're not going to throw him right into the X-Force. Maybe they'll pull him into this Dark Avengers line. But I almost feel like they're going to keep it a series thing, which I felt like this movie was just a continuation of the Disney Plus series, and this whole storyline with Contessa Valentina is going to be the Disney Plus Big Bad Mm -hmm. storyline. And maybe every now and then something will drift over into main MCU. But I think they're going to try to keep it relatively separated. Yeah. So that they can kind of pull characters from the MCU that maybe aren't doing so hot out of MCU and into Disney Plus and try to shove somebody new up into the MCU. That's what I see happening. Well, we'll find out soon. Yeah, I I can't wait. Uh, The one thing that I did, another, I guess the other thing that I wanted to mention was the amount of time spent in this movie mentioning Captain America and the fact that three of them are in jail in the raft. I felt like every chance they got, they threw that in there as if a way to say, hey, this is why these people aren't here helping. They're in prison on the raft, and we don't know where Captain America is. And it's like, I get it. I, I really do. But like now you've introduced Alexi. They broke him out of jail. And then I'm supposed to believe that he never went to find Captain America. Like that's all he talks about is that like he wants to fight Captain America again. He's Captain America's nemesis but he's not his nemesis he's his equal and it's Mm -hmm. like you can't introduce characters like that and give them storylines like that in a movie that's supposed to happen before all these other movies that we've seen because now i don't i just don't believe it like Mm. the same thing with them bringing down the red room like that is a big deal (laughs) and it's never mentioned in any of the other mcu movies they're never like oh hey what were you doing on our break, Natasha, oh, you brought down, like, the world's biggest, like, assassin criminal organization. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, no, that all happened and nobody knew about it. I know. That's a tough one. Because with those little details, to see those in future movies, yeah, I get get your point at the beginning. Like, that would really lower this movie because it'd be like, you kind of, you already know, like, everything. Yeah. What's the point of seeing it? Yeah, this is like they're retconning things, but then they're also not because they're not ever going to mention that stuff again. Yeah. Like, she's dead. So Mm -hmm. if we get Black Widow back, it's either going to be a variant from some multiversal situation or they're going to just bring her back to life somehow. Is she signed on to do any more Marvel-related films or shows? I don't think so. I think she said she's done. I could see that. I mean, that's a many, many years devoted to this. So yeah, this is either <laughs> yeah. the ninth or the tenth movie that she's been in in the oh MCU. My goodness. So like, yeah, especially like she also just announced that she's pregnant. So she's probably like, I would like to take a moment to <laughs> you know just be married to my new husband <laughs> and enjoy having our new baby. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> 
That would be great. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that like the, a lot of them want out and like they're done with these characters. I respect that. I think that some of them are doing it in a smarter way. I mean, she's dead, right, in the MCU. So she could be like, no, don't ever bring me back. Yeah. I'm done. And it wouldn't be a Tony Stark situation. It would be a, yeah, okay, Natasha's dead. We're not bringing her back. With Tony Stark, I feel like it's a little bit harder because they worked so hard to make him like the central character that it's like, well, now he's dead. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like I've already seen some things that he may be making cameo appearances in some of these newer movies. And it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense to me because yeah. he's Tony Stark. Like, you don't think that he would have made like a digital version of himself to like oh, come? Yeah. He would have been created himself as an AI. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, if anything, since we're talking about him in like maybe the next Spider-Man, if, if we see like Peter is in some kind of jam and something's kind of revealed and it's Tony kind of like sending him like a last message, I think that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, kind of like pull up the heartstrings there would yeah. make sense. But Luke, I know you, you have to get out of here, but um, I guess before you go, what, uh, last thoughts like if you could rate this movie what would you rate it and why um if i was gonna rate this movie i i would probably go like somewhere from like a b minus to a b i saw this in the movie theater and so i'm sure there's probably a lot of people that are probably holding off to see this on disney plus which is fine but um as a fan i wanted to see this in the movie theater get that experience i had a blast um there's a lot of incredible scenes yes you do most of these you've seen in the trailer countless times, but seeing it on a big screen was really fun. And <clears throat> I'm just a sucker. Like their their extra credit scene gave me goosebumps and just kind of building up that setup. Because I saw this um, after the Loki finale, so I was kind of like already on a high. Like right. the Loki finale was <laughs> so good, and then I went and saw this, and I think it was the same day. I think it was that evening. I went and saw this and then seeing the finale and the extra credit scene and linking it to Hawkeye. I don't know, just that kind of stuff I'm a sucker for. And so that got me amped up. So there's tons of little nitpicky things and some, some disappointment factors in this film. And that's probably <clears throat> what kind of lowers um, my ranking there. But um, I think being introduced to some, some of these new characters, seeing their personalities and how they all jive together was really fun and it's getting me excited to see what's going to happen in Hawkeye. Nice. Solid answer. Solid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we will bid you adieu, I guess, and uh, and then we'll go over our ratings. Alisa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if you wanna if you wanna do your well, I'll go next because <laughs> yours is probably more positive than mine. So that's true, that's true. we'll get my negative rating out of the way. Um, I am going to give this movie, well, to start, I watched it on Disney Plus at home, and I don't know, maybe seeing it in theaters would have been more exciting to see like a big giant screen, but I feel like the rating I'm giving it, apart from my already just not liking that it doesn't need to be in existence, um... My rating is going to be heavily based on the fact that the first two-thirds of this movie were pretty good. 
And then the last third of the movie, I was basically watching a cutscene in a video game. So I'm going to give this movie a C minus. I'm still excited for the next Marvel thing to come out. So didn't didn't turn me off Marvel or anything. Well, good. We have a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What, what about you? Well, first of all, what you said about you thought that was pointless because it didn't uh, like advance the story of the MCU, at least not any further than we already knew. I don't care as long as it fits. As long as it fits into what they've already established and doesn't contradict what we already know in some big or you know stupid way, then I'm fine. I'm, I'm like, okay, as long as you can entertain me for two hours, we're good. As long as you don't <laughs> throw a bunch of like random nonsense that doesn't connect with anything that we've seen before. So that part was fine. As far as the solo movies go, I liked it better than several of them. Like I liked it better than Captain Marvel. I thought it was more fun than Captain Marvel. Um, and there are others, too, that it's better than uh, some of the ones we probably talked about in our, you know, worst of episode. <laughs> Iron Man uh, 3. <laughs> no, it is not better than Iron Man 3. <laughs> Sorry, the Christmas movie, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Iron Man, the Christmas special. Never better than that. Um, And, like, I was initially really excited whenever they announced that they were going to make this. But I was also initially really annoyed because they said that they had cast Rachel Weisz as her mother. And I was like... Rachel Weiss is too young to be her mother. And so, like, even sitting down to watch this with my husband, I was still complaining about that. Like, three years after they announced this movie and the cast, I'm like, I can't believe this is so stupid. And he's like, calm down. I'm sure it will be fine. And then, no shade at Rachel Weiss. I love her. She's one of my very favorite yeah, actresses yeah. of all time. But once they established that it's just her, like, fake adoptive parents, and also I had to look it up, David Harbour is even younger. He's only, like, nine years older than her. <laughs> he just, he looks more like he could conceivably be her dad. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. This is a fake family. Great. Okay. So that initially went in the negative column. <laughs> but then it turned <laughs> into a positive. Into positive. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many just like even little things that I really liked about this movie. Like once she's on the run, Natasha's like, I have had it with these bodysuits. This is not happening. It's hoodies and sweatpants from now on, which is exactly <laughs> what like any girl I know would do for going on the run. Although it does also suggest that she's about to box dye her hair blonde, which we talked about in Loki. She'd never do that. And at the end, if she's got perfectly blonde hair, that is a wig. Mm -hmm. That will not happen if you walk into Walmart <laughs> and get, like, your herbal essences box of bleach. And hand cut your own hair, apparently. Yeah. And, again, I promise I'm about to say that I really enjoyed this movie and give you a very, very high positive ranking. <laughs> but something that I think that they should have more directly addressed and that they didn't is... How, like, Natasha calls, uh, uh, sorry, Dreykov's daughter. For a second, I was like, Dyatlov? No, that's the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she calls her collateral damage to try to say, like, I couldn't have made sure that I got to him unless I used her. That was the only way to be sure that we found mm -hmm. him. It was absolutely revenge. It's not yeah. just collateral. It's not her saying it's nothing personal. If I could have saved her, I would have. No, 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 no. She thinks that he deserves to have his daughter murdered because of what he did to all those girls. And that would have brought, I feel like, more weight 
to this movie, especially when it's supposed to be about Natasha, like, revisiting that ledger that she's so obsessed with getting cleaned. Right. She she really needed to, at some point, in some movie, even if it wasn't this one, make peace with the fact that she was doing this partly as a personal vendetta against him. I mean, obviously, she hated Dracov. But it was more than just that for her to uh, kill his daughter. Yeah. It's dark, but again, I wish they would have confronted it because it was there. It just wasn't on the surface. Other just small nitpicky things. Dracov looks so bored in every scene that he's in. You would think, like, there's the part where he's remotely commanding the one widow that falls to kill herself so that she's not uh, liberated by Natasha. And he's just like, boop, on his iPad, on his iPad. Just nothing. No reaction. Mm-hmm. And I know they're probably trying to suggest that he's just like, he's that psychopathic. He doesn't connect with people at right. all. But it just kind of reads as boring. Like the villains in this movie yeah. just bet. Which I realize it's not yeah. It's not about them. It's about Natasha. Except really it's about Yelena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that but was... <laughs> really all movies that have villains are about the villains. Because if your villain's not interesting, <laughs> then your hero doesn't have any purpose to be a hero and i felt that in this movie it was very like i don't know if it was his acting or if it was like the direction that they gave him but he was flat but to a point where it wasn't flat like he's a stone cold killer and he just treats all of these girls as weapons it was Mm -hmm. flat like they were like hey don't don't have any emotion while doing this and he was just like okay yeah, beep, push the button. And it was like, ah, that doesn't read like you're using these girls as weapons. That reads like you don't you don't really understand what your your character's supposed to be. So yeah. I, I agree. That's right when somebody like, How much are you paying me to do this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was very the villains were very lackluster in, in the movie. Well, all that said, there's enough uh humor and fun moments in this movie that I did think it was a solid way to spend two hours. So based on the Elisa's feelings scale, I would give it four out of five avocados. (laughs) Stars are played out. We do avocados here. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've, you know, we all kind of viewed the movie differently, but not in a bad way. Um, I think, again, if, you, if you're if you waiting to watch it, wait to watch it. If you're like a Natasha super fan. You've already seen go, it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've already seen it. So you know what we're talking about. If you're on the fence and you're in between those two things, I don't know. My suggestion is just wait to watch it for free. Thank you for listening this week. Uh, I look forward to getting to talk about more of the upcoming stuff in the next couple weeks. If you're not already a Patreon subscriber, definitely go subscribe to our Patreon. You get to listen to content early. You get to get cool exclusive content that's only on Patreon. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media pages where you can see us post funny memes and updates with stuff we're doing and cool updates in the MCU and all the information you need. So definitely check there. Before we go, Elisa, any last thoughts? Leave us a review. 
Yes. Please. <laughs> Good, bad, in between. And have fun interacting with us on our social media pages because we would love to hear from you. We would. We definitely want to start taking questions uh, and maybe reading some of your thoughts on the episodes or the movies that we watch. So if you watched Black Widow and you have some differing opinions, let us know and uh, we'll bring them up next week and kind of go over some of some of what our fans thought of the movie. Until then, I don't know, we don't have a catchphrase, but... (laughs) Peace out, Girl Scouts. Nailed it. See you next week. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.